0: what's up guys what's up welcome back to i90 sports episode five so banging them out so far man what up jd welcome back brother how you doing man well bobby
1: i'm doing excellent as always my man and uh this is it man this is the week
0: this is it i know we get nfl football back on thursday the regular season starts and it's gonna be good. It'd be a good. It'd be good to have some football back on Thursday Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays. But exactly. man, we got some, we got some, uh, a pretty good little nugget that came out from a previous, a previous uh, Patriots player side. that was still, that's still, I would, I would say, still connected to the team in, in, in some ways. Um, I would imagine he still talks to a lot of the guys uh, that uh, sure. they they do hold him, you know, hold a very high respect for him. Rob, and that's Rob Ninkovich. Oh, yeah. um, and he came out and said that players had told, this is people in the organization and players had told a source. So this Listen, is, a, he had said yeah. his exact quote was sources had told him that, so when I when when I see sources, JD, this is what I think of it, right? Sources to me mean means players and and people in the organization. That's, that's, what that's it should mean, that, yeah. That's what sources means to me. And he doesn't right. want to. He doesn't want to throw anybody's name out there. You know what I mean? So that that's mm-hmm. what that means to me. So, according to Rob Ninkovich, sources have told him that uh, Cam Newton was being taught the playbook by Mac Jones, their 15th overall pick. What is your initial response to that? I mean, after, yeah, like,
1: (laughs) I mean, Cam Newton, who's been in the list league for, he's been playing football for probably around two decades, and he's been in the NFL for a decade. And uh, he, the fact that, a early, uh, 20, early 23 year old is teaching you
0: literally just turned 23.
1: Also you, you've not only that, but you've been on the team for a whole year. You've had a whole year to, to learn the playbook. It tells me this, it tells me that cam, he may say all the right things. He may do a lot of the right things, but he doesn't do anything extra, and he clearly hasn't honed his craft over the years. That's that's what that tells me. He hasn't taken the time over the years, the extra time it takes to hone his craft, and uh, like a lot of guys do. And I and I think that's a shame. What about how do you feel as a fan,
0: somebody who's invested your time in rooting for Cam? So here's here's my take on it. Right. Even if that's half true, you know what I mean? Even if that statement is half true, even a little bit true, it's still a terrible look on on Cam. Still a bad look on Cam. A rookie, the 15th, you know, the the Patriots first first round pick, a rookie, a kid who's never seen an NFL field in his life. I mean, granted, he did play for Alabama, which is a pro ready system, but still He's never seen an NFL field in his life and literally given the playbook that, you know, they just handed the playbook and say, here you go, kids, study up. And he's teaching the he's teaching Cam the playbook and the reads and the calls at the line of scrimmage. Even if that's half true, that's a terrible look for Cam. Which if he's trying to get another job in the NFL. And is it as impressive as that is for Mac
1: Jones? if you're like the Patriots looking at it like, wow, he already learned the, the playbook and stuff like that. It is happening more and more these days in the NFL. So if you're another team looking at Cam Newton saying, okay, well, I want to bring you in as a backup. Why would I bring you in even as a backup when you can't even learn the playbook after two years? And I know the Patriots have a complicated playbook and I, I get that. That makes sense. But still the fact that a rookie is is learning the playbook before you are it's definitely a problem. It's a huge problem. Oh, I like that. There you go. <laughs> Let's see.
0: So, it's just a bad look. Like I said, that, that it might not even be even if it's half true. It's it's he makes it's- a bad backup
1: now, too. Because backups are supposed to be like you said last podcast, coaches on the field, right? Yeah. Well. Well, if you don't know the playbook, how can you possibly help someone
0: who knows the playbook better than you do? It's impossible. No, no doubt. And it's, 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 it just, it it, again, right? It, 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 it harkens back to the reports that we saw last year, JD, that, that Newton had struggled with the, with the, the, you know, at the line of scrimmage calls and just, just struggled with the playbook. He, Middle of the season, there were still quotes coming out from him that said he didn't quite understand understand it. And and that's like let's say the middle of the se- let's call the middle of the season week eight, eight or nine. You know what I mean? That's the heart of the season, and he's still not under, uh, you know, still didn't quite grasp the, the audibles at the line of scrimmage or even just like the hot roots, you know what I mean? If you sure. see a blitz coming and you 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 know you don't understand the hot root. Ru- the, the and the fact i mean i don't know who it i don't know which side that that if it's like let's say it's like i said let's say it's half true does that it so once. Do, you, do now do you think that much lower of newton or do you, or does does the fact that you seeing a report like this drive home the fact that yeah he's really not the football iq just isn't there or is it do you focus on the other side of it and go wow that's a that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good, you know, little check in the boxes for. In you know, that's a check in the in one of the boxes for, for Mac Jones being like he's already, he's already reading the playbook, understanding the audible calls, and grasping the offense. You know, well, there's no, there's this no early in his career. So there's what no do you
1: question think? that it's good. There's no question that it's very, very, very good that he's doing that that early. But what I would say. My response to that would be that this isn't 20 – if this were twenty, if this were 2005, if this were 2005, I'd say, wow, Mac Jones, he's like a phenom. He's learning the playbook just like that so fast. But we've seen this happen over the last, like, seven or eight years where these rookies come in and they've already been running pro-style offenses since they were in high school. So they grasp onto it really fast. So this isn't something – now, obviously, the Patriots, it's a little bit of both, obviously – be, uh, to me because the Patriots are a complicated offense. Josh McDaniels uh, does have a complicated offense. You do have to be pretty smart to be able to run that and to be able to run it at a high level. So the fact that Mac Jones can do that, that's very, very impressive. On the other hand, Cam Newton, you're a veteran. You would think after all the years, you would know like you'd – you'd start to – things would start to look similar to you and you'd adapt to them easier versus – Things are getting harder, and, and other people are you know showing you up. So yeah, it's it's disappointing, and yeah, like like you said, I don't see a place for him in the NFL anymore. Because if you're not gonna, if you're not there in, with the football IQ, if the football IQ isn't there, and the athleticism isn't there, as we've talked about at nauseum. <laughs> on this podcast
0: yeah uh, over and over and over again yeah
1: like the 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 athleticism is gone and the football iq clearly isn't there so it's just i don't know it, that's it is disappointing and I like i think that cam might need to go to the canadian football league honestly
0: it's yeah like we we've talked about the the you know, we've talked about it in in a, in prior episodes about just that that the the lengths that they've gone to to try and get Cam to understand how to how to read you know how to make the correct read. Um, it it, it we've already yeah we've we've just gone over that like
1: there's it, a lot of leaks too that came out of the Patriots camp isn't there? There there's a bunch of there's there's all sorts of reports. Like that uh like that um oh what was it that that cam uh he never he would leave early, he'd be one of the first guys to leave. I, I just
0: I just think the 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 Patriots thought at the time that they could work with Cam and they could teach him how to they could I think here's what their thought process was, I think. They they I think they went into this when they signed Cam and they brought him on and they, they thought that they could, as long as he had the basic understanding of the offense, like basic understanding of the Pats offense, they would be able to survive. But he, I think they just, they learned real quick that it was just extremely tough for him to come to the line of scrimmage and make you know, make the right hot reads. And it was just that they have one of the most complex offenses in the NFL. And he just had a really, he had a way, he had way harder of a time than they thought he would picking it up.
1: It'll like, kind of like put the cam stuff in a box. Like, because I, you know, now that he's off the team, you kind of yeah. don't have to talk about him as, as much anymore. Like I know yeah. somebody mentioned that in the chat, we've been talking about it too much. I get that. I, I totally, I feel you. But the final thing I would ask about cam for, to you, Where would be a good fit for him?
0: See, I don't know. Like maybe maybe Houston, maybe the Texans. I mean, they got Tyrod Taylor down there. I would rather have Tyrod Taylor though, to be honest.
1: I mean, at least it it I would because he's he can just make he can make a lot of plays. And him, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure that's
0: the that's the problem that he's going to run into is you know like like I would have said at the beginning of the year the bears maybe but they got Justin Fields so they have their you know kind of future set up the Dol- I would have said the dolphins but they're I think they're they're kind of hell-bound on on seeing on whether I think they're hell-bound this season on seeing what they have in Tua and, and if he can make it or not
1: there's like um, more young quarterback talent than we've had in a long time like maybe ever uh so that's cam's problem too is that you're you're competing with so many different people now like you, you got a lot of people to compete with dude only 3 teams wanted you remember that T- tom brady brady, brady yeah. watch three teams wanted him i know six i know six super bowls <laughs> what <laughs> like i know five Super Bowls he's gonna use.
0: he's he and here's what? the thing with cam i so to just end this like to yeah. to to kind of just Wrap wind down the cam talk he doesn't want to if he wants to stay in this league i think he's gonna have to take a backup role i do i don't see him i, I mean he, but who would want player? him as a backup <laughs> but that's that's and that's yeah. the other thing too is is the market has to be there for him and i I don't know. I don't. I just don't. You I need can't. like a young quarterback who doesn't really need help with the
1: playbook, and I don't know. I don't know where to get. I mean, it's, the Texans it, were the only around. one that I could come yeah, up with Texans, that actually probably.
0: have you know that would act, maybe maybe go to Washington with Rivera, back to Carolina, maybe. maybe.
1: <laughs> the you know, backup.
0: maybe maybe go to maybe go to Washington with Ron Rivera and kind of reunite there, but maybe. but I mean. He's he's on the back he's on the back end of his career. He's slowed way down. We've already talked about this in nauseam.
1: Yo, There's
0: just we're not
1: we're definitely not bashing Cam. We last last episode we were like trying to say that people were coming, like people were being unfair to him. So like the only thing we're literally just talking about rumors that we heard. We don't yeah. know if they're true. We don't know if like this is true. This is just Rob Nink- Nikovich, which we assume is telling the truth we don't really know Yeah, like and not, when
0: people and let's be honest when people say sources sources right. close to the team or so, sources close by the team that let I me mean, let's i mean read between the lines man they're, they're not sure. gonna throw previous players aren't gonna throw players under the bus or or coaches so it's it's coaches and players on the team exactly you know what I mean? missy
1: what a difference a week makes right yeah we we're defending we we're talking all good good about them uh yeah it's it's just It's, it's, I I feel you. I feel you though. I feel you. We've talked about Cam a lot, but anyway, so, so Mac Jones, that, that's great though. That's great that he's got the playbook down. He dominated practice going into week one. What are you looking for, for Mac Jones? What are your expectations? Do you have high expectations or do you just kind of like hope he learns, you know, and
0: I'm just, I'm just, he's a rookie so he's gonna take his lumps and make his mistakes and you have to just roll with that he's not gonna be perfect all the time um uh yeah like he's the, like my my expectations are you know I, I would think I would be I would be happy with it if he could get 10 wins I'd be I'd be I'd be on board with that if he if he could get 10 wins yeah I mean that's
1: That'd be something. That'd be something for a rookie, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. They do have some talent on that offense, and mm. I think they have a lot of – I think they have a really good defense. I think that they have um, You know, – I'll tell you this right now. Uh, I won't talk about it too much because I don't want to make the show about fantasy or anything like that, but I <laughs> took the – I did take the New England Patriots defense in fantasy. And the reason I did – is because well, the first week especially, because you know you could switch like throughout the weeks, so you could switch with defense if you know there's a lot of free agent defenses if they come out. But anyway, the first couple weeks they got like a young got a bunch of young quarterbacks, and we all know Bill Belichick loves to feast on young quarterbacks, so that's Absolutely. just yeah something I thought about. So yeah, like I think that the Patriots, it's very possible they could win ten games. I think, I think the here's the thing, man. The Bills, a lot of people are like, well, the Bills are a lock to win that AFC East. Do we know they're a lock? Do we like know that they're not going to like go backwards a little bit and the Patriots are going to reclaim that? I don't, I'm not like 100% convinced that the Bills are just all there. Josh Allen seemed to have like a really good year. Can he duplicate that every year? I don't know.
0: Like, I think so, maybe. But, um, yeah, see, like, that's the know. thing. If, if Allen can duplicate from last, like, he was has, great. Been the Bills problem for years now, right? sustaining sustaining a good team and sustaining you know success right well so let's let's turn it back down to mac for you know let's let's yeah. so that's that'll be kind of the the final edition there of the cam talk because like you said he's he's no longer on the team they they let him go and he's they got by 90 him. see you bud so Took i exam. read another article about about nick saban mac jones and bill belichick and oh, yeah. uh tell me about that it was it was um conversations that bill had with nick that with that had with saban about you know about mac jones character you know character football iq leadership uh qualities um he talked to according to this article he talked to nick saban extensively about mac jones um before before they they were able to get him at 15 um, and I know they're Nick. We know Sabins and Belichick's relationship, they are they have been very good friends for a very long time. So, to you know, they so clearly this this was going like Bill probably knew he was going to go after Mac Jones well before the draft. You know, if those if that oh, yeah. article is if that article's right, then he knew he knew that they were going to go that that was his guy. Well,
1: and it helps like when you don't even have to, you don't have to do anything to get him. It helps when you don't even have to trade up to get him. You just sit there and sit there and sit there and he just falls in your lap. I mean, that definitely helps. So, um, I mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure Bill, like, I'm sure I'm, you know, Bill's a mastermind because, like, (laughs) like, honestly, like I think about stuff like this a lot and, uh, I think that because like hear me out with this I don't know exactly what happened with the 49ers but if you remember if you recall there was a lot of talk about them taking Mac Jones at number two or three or whatever it was there was it was yeah it was between
0: it was between Mac Jones and Trey Lance it was that they, every, they everybody was 50 50
1: right they supposedly they were supposedly they were 50 50 but you notice how nobody else took Mac Jones until the Patriots did? Yeah, notice that, and you also notice how the uh, (laughs) how the Niners how the Niners they got Jimmy Garoppolo for a second round pick when Mm -hmm. everybody else was offering first round picks supposedly. So, I can I just about this Mac Jones situation? Can I like say that there might have been some sort of collusion here? I'm not like gonna like be specific here, but like, why was the media talking about that so much? It feels like Belichick knew that he would fall. I don't know how exactly he would know, but Bill knows things that I don't know. So I just – there's some – I'm grabbing my tinfoil hat. But, like, I I can't really, like – my conspiracy theory isn't all the way there, though, because I don't know how exactly that would work. So basically the Niners want him, they don't want him, and then nobody ever takes him. It's strange. Well,
0: maybe he had a good idea of where which direction the other teams were going to pick. Right.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Bill knows a lot of – he's a mastermind. He knows a lot of stuff, so – it's it's fascinating actually, but but yeah, Mac. Like you said, he talked to Saban. He probably knew that Saban hadn't really talked to that many other people. That's probably one of the things that maybe tipped him off. Uh, what else do you think might have been like? What what was he? What do you think he was looking for when he was talking to Saban?
0: I just like that's their style, man. That's that that Mac Jones is their style. They don't need an athletic quarterback. They need him with a. They need him with a halfway decent, you know, the arm strength. He doesn't have to have a cannon. He's just got to be accurate, accurate football, smart, and quick, re- quick release. And Jones checks all those those boxes. He does. Like, I think he's got a lot of moxie too.
1: I know it was preseason, but I like his. Um, I like how he barks at people. You got to do that as a leader a little bit. Belichick's got wires in everyone in everyone's house. That's how he knows. He knows, bro. He knows. I am saying he knows. Like I I well, here's my question. Do you think that he would be disappointed if the if the Bears decided to take Mac Jones over Justin Fields and he was and he was left with Justin Fields? Do you think he would have been mad about that? I don't know. I don't that, know either. That's a good question. Like, if I had Justin Fields, which I do,
0: I'd be pretty happy, which I am. I mean, they both seem, you know, Fields and Jones both seem like professional guys and Justin Fields seems like he's willing to take coaching and learn and and just, you know what I mean? So, I mean, the signs point, you know, the, the signs point upward for him too. Well, like
1: all indications from camp, from camp indicate that both of these guys will be good professional quarterbacks, both mm-hmm. of them. So that's good. And if Zach Wilson is successful, and if Trevor Lawrence is successful, which we assume he, all of them well, this could be one of the best quarterback uh, drafts in quite a while. In a while, um, yeah, in quite a while. Um, and I think that that Belichick, especially now that he has somebody like Mac Jones, it, he he might be that mentality that we talked about during Brady watch of like, all right, I can just turn anyone into Tom Brady. He thinks yeah. that he really does believe that he actually believes that. Uh,
0: well, I think as he's long as I, double down on that. see, I think he's got a certain criteria that he looks for in that position. You know, football, smart, accurate, quick release. You know what? You know what I mean? And Jimmy I think, G, that, Tom Brady, I think Jones, yeah, I, I yeah. think there's, I think there's Matt probably Cassidy. he's, he's got a set of, he's got a set of, you know like like i said he's probably got a checklist like of four or five things that he looks for and if he if he sees that in the quarterback then i you know he's i, I would assume he's pretty confident that he can work with them
1: well cab's family said something interesting I, I said i think if uh the pats got fields they'd still have newton that is a tinfoil hat right there Whoo. anyway no but yes i i, I agree that, that i think that he's got a lot of i think he has a lot of like I don't I don't expect them to be I don't expect him to play like a rookie. That's that's the way I would yeah. I would phrase it, yeah. Yeah. That's
0: that's that's what I that's, it. that's a good way of putting it. So, I have compiled here so I have five bold predictions for the Patriots and four bold predictions for the bears dude. just so i want to i want to get your opinions on some of these and we'll go back and sure. forth Please. so five bold predictions for the patriots 2021 season this is coming from sbnation.com so the first one oh, well. Wow. mac jones wins R- offensive rookie of the year <sighs> your initial response to that
1: Oh, man. Um, offensive rookie of the year. Isn't there? Is it, there's only one in there. Is, is, there's like two. No, it's like, yeah, there's. Oh, there's only one MVP. Okay, never mind. Yeah, that's, that's baseball. I don't know what I'm thinking. So, hmm. So, yeah, the offensive rookie of the year and then defensive. Yeah, rookie of the year. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's got too much competition. Um,
0: I don't Although, know if he
1: has the talent around him to do that. The only thing I would say that like is working for him is the Jaguars suck and the Jets suck and Justin Fields might not start. So three of the other quarterbacks do have issues about them. Whereas Mac Jones where he might not have the best team offensively, he might not have the best team. He still has probably a better situation overall. Coach, uh, offensive line, uh, good, t- uh, good tight ends, and a good defense. So mm. he's going to have some success. At least I think he'll have. He might have the most success. I don't know if he'll be the offensive rookie of the year, but he'll have the most success. I think
0: probably that's that's a steep one for me. Just judging from the talent, like is the talent around him improved much? i think much so. improved is it, it enough to paper. get is it enough to get him rookie of the year i don't know that's right. that's going to be tough <laughs> that, we'll that'll see. be tough see how good everybody well, I, else don't, is. I don't know about that one i i i don't think it's going to happen i like i'm with you on that like i think he's going to be good i think he'll show flashes and and signs of of you know well, there's
1: just a few throws in the preseason that I was like, wow, okay, okay. And if Belichick says that he's grasping the playbook at a high rate, I believe him. He's Bill Belichick. He's not gonna lie about that. And if he is bluffing, we will find out very quickly, won't we? <laughs> I mean, yeah. shoot, we will find out probably within two weeks or so. So um, yeah, I mean Miami, I think your guys are gonna dominate that game. I think. I I I would think like it's a Belichick understudy, so Belichick's. it's a it's a second-year quarterback. It's not a rookie quarterback, but it's a second-year quarterback who apparently also doesn't know the playbook very well. So that's – I mean, again, all this is conjecture and, and, and uh, rumors. We don't know if that's true.
0: But the, that's why they call it bold predictions. <laughs> right,
1: right. Oh, absolutely. Oh,
0: yeah, the bold predictions are definitely going to be bold. So the next one is that Ramondre Stevenson, the rookie – running back will take Damian Harris's job by the end of the year.
1: Well, he's a big guy and he's, uh, I mean, he looks, he looks strong, fast. I mean, he looks, he looks like he could start in the NFL. Um, my
0: thing is this, like, how do they look in practice? I don't know. I don't know. How they I, don't, look in practice. I don't know if Ramondre Stevenson's going to have the stamina. That's my being that big and running the way he does. I, I think they're going to be a tandem I I think they're going to be tandem I think they they're going to use both of them in a, in an equal share cuz they're both hard runners and that's you know Damian Harris has proven that he can last you know that that he's he's been through a He's been through an NFL season. Stevenson has not. So it takes a lot to get through, you know, six... Before it was 16. Now it's an extra, you know, extra game, 17 games. So I don't think Stevenson's going to... I don't think that one's going to come true. I think Stevenson is not going to take Damian Harris's job. Those guys are going to see an equal share. Yeah, this game is going to be even more about... I mean, this is good. It's good for the Patriots
1: that they have four running backs and stuff like that because it's this they added a game the 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 football season more than ever more than ever is going to be a war of attrition it's gonna be a marathon like it's gonna be just keeping people healthy so it's good they have all these running backs because if one goes down at least you have three others two others whatever like you can deal with that um but as far as him taking his job that is a bold prediction. I don't know if Belichick does he even like have a depth chart when it comes to running backs? That's my question. It feels like there's a different starting running back every week. Like, I remember that one year where they had like Burkhead had had four touchdowns one game, and then in the next game was Sony Michelle had two, and uh, White had like one. It's just like Belichick knows he's every week is different. I think that's one thing they didn't like about Cam is that they probably couldn't do that as much, that every week is different thing yeah. like uh and i think that with well actually i don't know he's a rookie we'll see but hopefully they can get to the point where mac jones you can you can do the same thing that you did with tom brady where they change the they change pretty much everything about the offense every single week um it's an incredibly complicated way to do things tom brady is obviously the greatest quarterback of all time so duplicating that is 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 difficult absolutely no
0: now the next one, Jacoby Myers will lead the Patriots in yards, targets, and receptions. Ooh, I don't know. You have to. You know, how do you feel about that one? That's the one that I think could be the most likely, most likely truthful prediction. And I, I don't um, really know. I have to look more. That's the one I pre-season. think out of the out of the ones that I'm looking at. Out of these five that they gave me, that that probably. Probably has the most likelihood of being of of being or Fair coming enough. true. So once again, that is Jacoby Myers leading the Patriots in yards, targets, and receptions.
1: To be interesting, I'm I'm so excited. It's gonna be a really good, really good first week. A lot of good matchups this week. I can't wait to talk about that in a couple of days too. If man was here, Earth man was here. Oh, okay.
0: I have a feeling that I have a feeling that they're they're gonna to get Jones comfortable in this offense they're gonna um they're gonna be throwing a lot to the tight ends at first you know they're gonna they're gonna be throwing I think in the beginning of the season a lot to the tight ends
1: they paid enough for him they definitely paid enough for him so use him
0: (laughs) no absolutely so so it might be, you know, by the time, by the time, you know, he starts getting comfortable enough in the offense to start throwing darts to Myers, it might be, you know, it might be later, you know, it might be at the at week, you know, week six or something, you know, week five, week six. So, you never know. But like I said, that one has a good chance that it could be true. But I, I think they're, you know, a, a the good tight ends are a quarterback's best friend. Absolutely. No, I mean,
1: if if you put it in a good spot, I think my camera froze here. Uh, I think it if did you too. If you put it in a good spot um for them I like it. the the good thing about the good thing about a tight end is you have a giant target <laughs> and it's right in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. So, wherever you are on the field, you can hit that target, usually in the middle of the field or, or maybe rolling out to the right or you know hopefully not over the over the middle but like or hopefully not like uh throwing to the left or something like that but in general you want to you want to get to a guy or you want to get to a big target that's really like and they have two really big targets now last year yeah. and the year before that they had no reliable tight ends uh for Cam or uh Brady and that's just a recipe for for disaster it really is in my opinion especially in a in the NFL is becoming more and more of a tight end driven league. It yeah. really is.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Now the fourth bold prediction. This is now these are coming from SBnation.com, guys. So if you're wondering right. where I'm getting these from, that's where they're from. So SBnation.com says number four out of for the five for five bold predictions is Gilmore will be traded for nothing more than a third round pick. No. I think they're going to do everything they can to sign to sign Gilmore. I don't think he goes anywhere this year. I think that one's I think that one's a reach. I don't think he goes anywhere at all, especially
1: now that they found their quarterback. I think mm-hmm. that 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 would have been relevant if they like let's say Mac Jones was a bust. Was a bu- total bust, right? And then you got Cam Newton and he's struggling. Then you look at trade deadline, you're fit your 500 or less or you have more losses than 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 wins then you trade uh Stefan gilmore for at least a second round pick for god's sake you're not gonna you're not gonna do it for a third that's that's too bold for me uh but i don't think that's gonna happen at all because they, they found agree. their quarterback and i think that they actually are going to try their best to compete even if they don't make the playoffs they think they're going to do everything they can to compete this year
0: mm. all right now number five yeah i am frozen sorry crumb <laughs> you're all good yeah Number five, as long as your audio is good, I'd really rather good. stay. Yeah, I'd rather not interrupt it. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So number five out of the five bold predictions from SB Nation, the Patriots will finish in the fifth seed in the AFC. That could happen. Sure. I don't see why. I don't see why not at all. Uh, I could see them doing that. They're going to need twelve wins to do it, though. Probably at least
1: eleven. Yeah, they have to get their defense has to be elite. They they need that elite Belichick defense. If they can do that, then yeah, for sure. But then all Mac has to do, if that's the case, is like somebody in the chat said earlier, is be a little bit better than Matt Castle. Yeah. <laughs> that's all he's gotta do at that point. If, if you got an elite defense, you are golden.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So let's head down I ninety into the witty windy city, into Chi Town. It's
1: getting cold and over here.
0: Here is five bol- or four bold predictions for the Chicago Bears in the upcoming season. So I'm curious to know I, I'll uh, I will roll them out uh, rattle them off to JD and uh, I'll let him let him get his response to all of them. All right. So number 1, JD, Darnell Moody will have a breakout season. <sighs>
1: I mean, it's just too early to tell for me. I mean, I hope so. That's definitely one of those that, like, all Bears fans hope that's the case. I I, want to see what the play calling looks like. Everyone always complains about our play calling. I think it's less that we have a play calling problem. I think that we more have, like, a personnel and chemistry problem where, like, Nagy wants to play a certain way and we don't have the personnel to do that. So Mooney, with I want to see how he fits before I make that prediction. I hope that's the case. He definitely has the potential to do that. Yeah, Mooney with two O's. That's right. Uh, he has the potential to do that. I'm definitely not gonna like say that he doesn't have the potential. He definitely does. But I want to see how it how it fits. Also, if we if we stick with Andy Dalton the whole year, I don't know what I don't know what it's gonna look like. I don't know what it looks like with Andy Dalton. I don't I don't know what lo- it looks like with Fields. We're in a lot of uncharted territory, and Mooney. I, I want to see how Mooney fits into that, but there's a lot of talent there. I'll say that
0: much. So you're saying there's there's definitely potential for it to happen. It could happen. It could happen. I hope so. I, de- I definitely hope so. I don't think
1: it's I don't think it's that bold. I don't think it's that bold. If if anyone's gonna have a breakout year,
0: I think it's him. All right, number two, JD. The Bears' defense will lead the league this year in sacks. Well, we definitely have the,
1: we definitely have the linebackers and the pass rush for it uh lead the league though I don't know I mean there is some really 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 good pass rushes this year um I I'd, I'd say we're at least in the top we'll be in the top 5 we'll be in the top 5 we got Roquan Smith we got Mac we got uh Hicks we got I mean we got some we got uh, we got some guys so um high power demon yeah yeah no there's a lot of guys it's exciting. Um, I, I that could happen. I, I don't know about leading the league. I would say I wouldn't guess it, I wouldn't predict it myself, but I hope so. And I and it could happen,
0: it could happen. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. All right, number three, Justin Fields takes over week four. That is very likely.
1: That's very likely for a lot of reasons, and uh it's very, the first being the fan pressure is insane <laughs> like it's like chicago i don't know what's worse philly or chicago when it comes to controlling the 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 quarterback uh fate because we don't have like i've like i've said many times we don't have the equity that the patriots have we don't have like people are just like in Belichick we trust, you know what I mean? There's no, like that's, that's, <laughs> that's what, that's what the, you New England people will say when it comes to Belichick and the Patriots. Cause why wouldn't you, he's brought you six Super Bowl rings, but with Nagy, you got, it's, it's like a civil war, dude. Like I'm over here saying, Oh, Matt Nagy, he knows what he's doing. He's going to, you know, he'll make the right decision. But a lot of people are like, dude, he's so stupid. blah blah blah, all this stuff. And he doesn't know how to play call. So, I think there's a lot of pressure. I think that I think that if Andy Dalton starts to slip even a little bit, you're going to see Justin Fields in there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Will Will Fields be the first quarterback? To
0: that's all the chance of that. that. <laughs> what do you What do you think? You think he'll get oh, there? God, I
1: hope so. <laughs> um, uh, that I know that's been my answer for everything. Yes. Do I think, do I believe that is my, yep, yep, that is my bold prediction. I will, I will take that bold prediction to the bank right here on I 90 podcast, on I 90 sports podcast. I'm taking it to the bank right now. Justin Fields, Justin Fields will be the first Chicago Bears quarterback in over a century to throw for 4,000 yards. Not this year. But you're saying he
0: will be the one to do it. He will be the one to do it, yes. Maybe next year. All right. And number four the Chicago Bears will win the division, make the playoffs, and win at least one playoff game. You said win the division? Well, win the division make the playoffs and win at least one playoff game. Screw it. Yeah, we're going to do it. Let's go.
1: Yeah, let's go. We're going to do it. Let's do it. We're doing it. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes for one reason. And maybe it's, maybe I'm overstepping. Maybe it's too much. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe this is a little bit too much, but I think the one I think what we'll do it, what will, what will put us over the top is not something that we do. It's something that other people don't do. I think that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to be dysfunctional this year. They're going to have issues upstairs in the brain department. They're going to be arguing, they're going to be bickering. That last year where where Matt LaFleur took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, put it in the hands of Tom Brady and trusted his defense over Aaron Rodgers mm. was that will never ever ever be forgotten by Aaron Rodgers. It will never be forgiven. And that will that will sow a seed of discontent that will eat at the Packers for 20 years and the Bears will win 10 Super Bowls in that time span. <laughs> no, okay. A real prediction. No, I I think they will win the I think
0: the I think they'll do it. I think we got this. It's definitely inside the realm of possibility. If there's if there's internal dysfunction in the Packers Organization, yeah. and that's gonna that's gonna work every bit in you guys's favor, every bit. <laughs> yes, Cavs, that's right. <laughs> yes,
1: so it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It'll be great. I think that the more that they fight with each other, the more that Aaron Rodgers hates what LaFleur did last year, and that he thinks about that you gave Tom Brady another ring, another Super Bowl over me. You because that's the thing, Rodgers. Thinks of himself as the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> of all time. He's the great he thinks of himself as the greatest quarterback of all time. Well, the actual greatest quarterback of all time just beat him in a game. And his coach, Rogers' coach, didn't even trust him enough to make the final play. Just saying. Make, yeah, to execute the final he didn't play. Didn't trust yeah. him. He said, Aaron Rodgers, you're not that good. You go sit on the bench. So hopefully the defense will pull through for us. Bad man, I, I, I don't see how you recover from that. That's what this all really was about the whole offseason thing, but I won't get into that forever. I just we can get into that another time. That's that's a whole we'll other get thing. into
0: that on the season preview that we do tomorrow, yeah. yes, sir. That's that was a whole other thing, or that we're gonna do Wednesday night, right? We're gonna do we're Whatever, gonna have, yeah, a, season, we're gonna have a season preview coming up, guys, uh, Wednesday night, to, uh, like a little kickoff for the nfl season so season you're just three, joining you probably us probably i am Wednesday frozen night.
1: <laughs> my my visual is frozen but I,
0: my audio is here so <laughs> i don't know what's so, going on there i wanted to talk about an intriguing matchup tonight jd um between two quarterbacks who kind of who moved teams they swapped i should say mm-hmm. um and I think it's going to be an interesting, uh, narrative for both quarterbacks. That would be the, um, that would be the Jared Goff versus Matt Stafford, uh, argument there, which one now I'll let you, I'll let you go first Goff. Well, first of all, what are your, your thoughts on Goff, the, the Goff versus Stafford thing? Who do you, it's interesting. We'll we'll, we'll we'll go individually first. So Jared Goff, what do you what are your thoughts on him and how he's got to play this season coming up?
1: Well, first of all, I think that I, I think that Jared Goff I think that Jared Goff is a little bit it's it's I'm not sure exactly what's happening with him because last year was so peculiar. Like the year before and uh or I guess 2 years ago, Jared Goff was in the Super Bowl. People forget people forget that Jared Goff was literally like he led his team to the Super Bowl. And he played well. He played really really well in the playoffs. So how do you go from being in the Super Bowl to being traded for a guy who no disrespect to Matt Stafford has never been he's won like what one playoff game? How does that happen? It happens because Sean McVay has decided that Goff isn't good enough to be his quarterback anymore he's sick of his limited abilities so what i think what what my opinion on it is that sean McVay was sick of he was he's kind of impatient he wants to win a super bowl really 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 bad i can tell um and he's kind of impatient so he's gonna go for the overly talented guy in stafford um and, and here's the thing if you look at like Sorry, not to ramble too much, but like Goff and Stafford are kind of the same guy. Drafted number 1, very talented, took a couple years to develop, have some arm talent, arm strength and talent, but the difference is Stafford is fully developed. Stafford was just on a garbage franchise, a garbage team, garbage everything for that is the Lions, the Lions. So it, it, so my my answer to that, the shorter answer I should have I should have said, I suppose, is that Goff is screwed. And Stafford has a chance to win a Super Bowl, but I don't know if they will because I don't know if the Rams have what it takes at all anymore. I, I think they might have they might have capped out in 2018 2019 and that might be kind of like I, they might need to completely rebuild that entire roster in my opinion in order to win a Super Bowl. I, maybe not though. what do you how about you what do you think about that?
0: i I always thought Goff was kind of like I've gone back and forth with him a couple, you know a while but i think he's kind of overrated man i really do i i think i think i think that rams team as a whole helped him more like it was more the team than it was just him well, people forget Gurley who fell off the face of the planet yeah no no yeah. doubt no doubt after that uh, i run. just if If you're asking like if you if like point blank like if you made me choose goff or stafford i would i would pick stafford i would i I just i i i first i can't trust jared goff i don't try i don't i don't trust him well here's a crazy Uh, stat dude matt stafford
1: has more fourth quarter comebacks than aaron Rodgers dude he's stafford stafford's
0: got a ton of of cover behind wins he's 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 had a he's had a a, like a a, a, of an above average to to good career
1: you know the problem is the lions defense a quarterback can only do so much a quarterback can win you like eight games right but if your defense just sucks every year you're not going to win more than eight games. It doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. You could have Tom, Tom Brady if he never if he de- if he didn't have any Patriots defense or a good Tampa Bay defense, he's not winning the Super Bowls. It's just not happening. So, it's just he's also been down a lot more than Rodgers. That's a good point.
0: Like Stafford's, Stafford's just been like Go, Goff Got Goff was put on the Rams, right? And he had all this talent around him. Like all this talent around him, had John mcveigh who's a good, who's a, who's one of the better coaches in. The, uh, McVay's a pretty good coach, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: he you know then, he is, he is.
0: And then you have, and then you have Jared, you, and then you have Matt Stafford, who's like, Stafford's just like to me got the absolute, you know, shit end of the stick, like. Just been on a crappy organization for you know he he has the talent to succeed to be a good quarterback he you does. know he he does have the tools to you know to he's be a to really big, product be it's golf. just he's just been stuck in that terrible organization for so long.
1: McVeigh, I think he was getting sick of of Goff's like Goff. He was getting sick of Goff's growing pains. You know what I mean? He wanted like that finished product. Like He wanted that Aaron Rodgers, that Stafford. He wanted that guy who could make all the throws, all the plays. He knows all the offenses, all the defenses. And the best he could get probably is Stafford. But, yeah, again, that's a good consolation prize. And I don't think the Lions got screwed by that either. Jared Goff is not – he may be overrated at some points, but he's not a complete
0: scrub. No, he's, I mean, he's not, he's not in the Jared Goff to me is like middle of the road. Yeah, absolutely. He's a middle of the road quarterback. Would you rather take Stafford or Mac Jones just for this year? I would probably go with the, I would probably go with Jones simply because of the youth factor. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, just for this year, I'd go with Stafford long term. Stafford Stafford has the experience and he's, you know, he's, he's, you, you know, you know what the ceiling is with with Stafford, you know? Right.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Stafford – I've always said this, though, with him. You've never given him – they've never given him a good defense. Like, he's never had a good – he's never had a good team to play with. And he had – everyone's like, you had Calvin Johnson's like, yeah, they had each other, and then they had no one on the defensive end. Who was their best defensive player ever, like Dominican Sue and he left that team in like four years he was like i'm out of here you you guys are pissing me off like he hated uh detroit um so no i i like they haven't been good yeah and he had dominican and they went to the playoffs and won a playoff game (laughs) so it's like stafford you you give him a team you'd be surprised what he might be able to do
0: yeah i I, i'm in this in this in this instance, I'm I'm taking Stafford every day over, over Goff. I think Stafford's in a better I think Stafford made out way better in that deal. Oh hey, what's up, Kitty? Hey, seriously?
1: <laughs> he wants to be the star. Always.
0: <laughs> what about me? But that's yeah, I, I'm taking I'm taking Stafford over Goff and I think Stafford got I think Stafford got the better deal. I did. Goff's on the Goff, <laughs> I just until the lions prove me wrong that they're not like this garbage can like dumpster fire floating oh, down shit. like 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 the lions are a dumpster fire floating down shit creek.
1: Oh yeah, they are they they're never do they're never gonna get better. They're never gonna and get
0: until better. and until they prove me otherwise, until that organization proves otherwise. It's that that opinion and that that like it, it's, that's what they like, until they prove otherwise, that's they're they're a bottom five team, a bottom eight team every year, every perennially,
1: year. every year, and they get they get so much talent, and that talent doesn't sign another contract because they're just like I don't want to be here anymore,
0: Well they who just, would want to live there? It's an organizational thing, dude. It's an yeah. organizational thing. They just see how badly run. The, the the they just see how badly run the organization is.
1: Yeah, and they and they see it like, and Stafford was a trooper, man. Like he really was. He was a trooper. Like he he did he did a lot of good stuff for that community. He was probably the best. Uh, he's he'll probably he was probably the best quarterback that Detroit's ever had, like overall. And they did nothing with him for over a decade. You know what I mean? Like they wasted all of his prime. Like his prime is pretty much over. He's got like maybe the two years left of
0: prime. Then he starts getting old Stafford and deteriorating, waited, maybe. Stafford waited and gave them every opportunity to help him out,
1: yeah. with like
0: better coaching, better you know, better organizational decisions. Yeah, he stuck it out. I think as long as he could, he stuck it out as long as he could, and he just finally well, said, "I'm done. I'm
1: done." Well, he got traded for, but I mean, yeah. If he, but even if he didn't get traded for, I would hope that he wouldn't sign another contract to them. Like my God, I would. I mean,
0: he probably asked to be traded too. But you know, I mean, like Stafford stayed and yeah. gave them every opportunity to to prove, to like make better decisions,
1: and they just didn't. He was a great he was a great leader for that team for a long time and they literally just failed him. They, they I mean from Matt Millen to whatever the hell they got going on now, what is this guy named damn Campbell or something? Like from the they just don't, they don't seem to know. It. Like they don't they hire the weirdest people and they hired a it's the dude it's the
0: it's the this is this it it highlights the importance of good ownership. It does. It does. I mean, you can say what you
1: want about, you know, about massage parlors and all that
0: stuff, but you guys got a hell of a good owner. I'll tell you what. See, you know what? And here's what how I look at how I look at NFL ownership. Right? A good NFL owner stays the hell out of the football business. You sit in your office. You sign the checks. You shake people's hands, and that's what you do. Yeah, you you basically leave the the football, leave the football aspect of the of the game to the football experts. That's karam. If you're in the
1: chat, my man, karam, this is why what what Bobby just said, what Bobby just said is the 100 percent the reason why the Cowboys suck. That's the reason it's not that they suck. It's that they'll always be average because of that reason Because their owner is always getting in the way of all their football business. And, uh, the owner, I'll, to answer your question in the, <laughs> yeah, Dan Campbell's a maniac, uh, to answer your question, uh, in the chat, the owner for the bears is, uh, old lady McCaskey. It's, it's George McCaskey's wife, George rest in peace, uh, is not with us anymore. It's his wife and their family. And now their family I had, is pretty Judy, I
0: had, I had, um, I had put some football questions down here, um, about just about di- about kind of uh, general general football stuff. But I think I'm going to save those two questions, those two kind of topics, for our Wednesday uh, sure. episode of of i90 Sports, so we can talk the um. Are they're going? we I think they're going to be a part of our our kickoff show. They so yeah we tease can do the that. audience. <laughs> there you go. something for you guys to look did you did you did you get that brady thing that i sent you oh yeah yeah now let's so i don't know if you guys had seen it but they brady did an interview um uh basically talking they they were talking to him about about how the how the game is taught how it's coached how he looks at it now um how he looks at it now compared to when he first got in here um, J.D., did you, now, what did you make of those, of that, that little, um, interview that I sent you? What did you, what did you think of those comments? Do you think Brady's right or do you think he's uh, wrong? Oh God, he's right. Oh, he's, he's beyond
1: right. And what I make of it, man? I mean, I wrote an article a long time ago about, uh, Tom Brady and it was actually my most popular article I ever wrote. This is like three years ago. And. That article is about – it's just about how great Tom Brady is, just the things he does to make him great. And just listening to him talk about how he protects his receivers, and he's not saying it like he's bragging or anything. He's saying it more of like, a, hey, we got to change these rules because it shouldn't be incumbent upon me to protect my receivers. I should be focused on the game. I so so be let's, let's so
0: let's back it. I don't mean to interrupt oh, yeah, Let's sorry. back it up a little oh, yeah. bit. So for anybody who didn't see the interview, yeah, they were talking right. to Brady – and a couple of other defensive players down in, down in Tampa. And they were interviewing, it was an interview pre, you know, preseason mm-hmm. pre before, but before the even preseason started, they were talking to him just about, you know, his football career and, and how it's changed. And he, he basically had, you know, he was saying that, that the way it's kind of, the way it's cut, it's taught now or coached now is, is much different. and, it it he gave an example where he he said that he would he would not throw or he would not throw let, let's so he gave an example where they were playing baltimore and he knew ray lewis was in the middle of the field and and he would not throw into the middle of the field because he knew that ray lewis was going to was going to hit that receiver and 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 hit him with a with the intention of taking him out of the game hard enough and, and just punish the receivers and, and he doesn't, he doesn't basically, he would do everything he could to avoid throwing those, those, you know, what we call hospital balls to, to receivers. And, and, uh, he, exactly it, what it was is is it was his responsibility to protect the receiver and he doesn't like that. You know, it shouldn't be his, it's, 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 it's To
1: quote him, he says,
0: quote, a quarterback should only throw the ball to
1: certain places because your receiver is in danger of getting hit. For example, when I used to play against Ray Lewis, I wouldn't throw the ball in the middle of the field because he would hit them and knock them out of the game. And now every hard hit is a penalty on defense. So I feel like they penalize defensive players for offensive mistakes.
0: Yeah, he said you, the game yeah. is
1: diluted now.
0: You're basically taken away from the, the yeah, you're taken away from the game, is was his take. Right, exactly. And I don't know how you look at it, JD, but that's I that's a thousand percent right to me. Well, hits two things hit two things hit
1: me. One, he's a thousand percent right. That's that's such an amazing analysis, and the game should be evaluated like that. You shouldn't have that absolutely uh it shouldn't be a part of the game. Uh, the offensive players should be focused on one thing, and that's getting a touchdown. It shouldn't be focused on, oh God, I hope I don't hurt my guy. That's on. That's on the, the refs. That's on the the players' committee to figure out rules to protect players. That shouldn't be on the quarterback. But the, the but it's sad. It is. It actually. That reminds me of. Do you remember in two thousand nine, whenever Kurt Warner uh, threw that pass to Anquan Bolden and almost literally killed him. He literally yeah, almost—he took, yeah, took the hit over the middle of the field. Yeah, he was almost dead. Like he literally, his his eyes were like back in his head, and Kurt Warner was like bawling his eyes out. He was like crying. He's like, I can't believe I did that to him. So yeah, this is a real thing. Brady is not like lying. This has happened more and more and more, and uh, and now that you're getting penalized for those things because that's how they tried to protect the players. It is like your 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 um what do you call it your. Uh, punishing defensive players sent, kicking them out of the game for offensive mistakes and uh I mean Brady could Brady could exploit that but on the other level that it hits me it just tells me how amazing Tom Brady is that he sees the game on a level that that really no one else does
0: his under so. like we we've said for years now JD that Brady's mind is his best weapon and that like just listening to that little like two minute quote from him was amazing. It's it's perfect. It's like, wow,
1: I never – I've watched football for decades, for like since I was eight years old, and I've never thought of that. And Brady is just like – I mean, he's obviously played for over 20 years, so he, he just knows so much. He knows so much. He's absorbed so much. He's taken, taken so much in. Uh, he said – you know, it's funny. Uh, Giant Opinion Sports that I still take Peyton. It's like I used to think that Peyton was the – I used to say this. I just be like, well, <laughs> Peyton's the smart one, right? And Brady's like, he's the golden boy, he's the clutch one, or whatever. That's why what I, he used to I say, think they're both offensive, Brady's. offensive
0: geniuses.
1: <sighs> Brady is genius. He's a genius. It's just unbelievable. But yeah, it's that's all I can say. And uh, and I think that I think that he should be maybe on the players' committee if he's not already, which I'm sure at least they asked his advice um, because that is such a good point. You you don't want to ruin the game. You don't want to you don't want to make the game unfair for anyone, even defensive players or anyone. So that's my opinion on it. He's just great.
0: I just think his his take was that it's taking away from like it's taking away from the the game and the intent and the the way it was supposed to be played. That, and that matters. I mean, the game is you have to respect the game.
1: You have to respect the game for sure. No I just thought told. that
0: was a really really good take. But we're we're at that an always- hour mark. J.D., this incredible. is a little later than we usually go. Um, we're usually on the weekends, guys, and and uh, in the morning. But uh, I wanted to at least get one episode in before the before. Excuse me, before the week started, and no, uh, we're going to be back on Wednesday night. But we'll take like two or three questions, and then we will call it a show. But that was. I'm really glad that we was did uh, that. Was Brady's yeah. quote was just very? It was. It was gave me goosebumps a little bit. so <laughs> just well, like, just, just to, like it just gives you a little a little like insight into how he looks at the game. He's Mike. He. I'll, he's Michael Jordan, man. He's Michael
1: Jordan. He he is. He's the Michael Jordan of football. Like he's. And I, I mean, people can say, "Oh, these Brady lovers." It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> he's just. He's the best. He's the best. So. But um, anyway, yeah, I would love to take any uh, any more questions. We kind of we kind of like brush over the, we kind of like answer questions as they come along, which is awesome. Uh, I like that as well. Here's one for you: Tua versus Daniel Jones matchup comparison. Who oh, plays no, better? Tua versus Jones
0: versus Mac Jones. Um, that's oh, going to be interesting. That's going to be a that's going to be a uh, an interesting matchup. I. I personally think I would give I would give Mac Jones the the edge there. But I don't know. I, what do you think, JD? I I'm, I'm giving the edge to Mac. Um <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give the edge. Well, wait, wait, wow. wait, 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 wait. Somebody's saying Brady cheated. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. About. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I'll I'll take my 6 Lombardi's any day of the week. Them bitches are all shined up and looking good in Foxborough and I and I'll take it.
1: Spygate, here's what I'm going to say about Spy I'm going to address two things about that because there's only two things that I need to address about that situation. Cuz I am not a Patriots fan. I'm an outside looking in, okay? Uh me too, American Patriot 100%. Uh the uh the <laughs> Spygate Lovie Smith admitted that that they um, that people looked that all 20 teams 20, 20 plus teams did what spygate did the same things that they did in spygate. Now the only difference is the only difference is Eric Mangini reported the Patriots because Eric Mangini said, "Now that I'm playing now that I'm coaching for the Jets, you're not going to spy on me, otherwise I'm going to report it because he's a narc." And guess what happened after that? Eric Mangini didn't see another – he never saw another job in the NFL after that. So you could say what you want. You could say what you want about Spygate. That one was definitely – that one was all over the place because everyone was doing it. And here's another thing that everyone was doing. Deflategate. Everyone was doing that. Aaron freaking Rodgers, guys, came out and said that I inflate the balls. So Aaron inflates the balls. Tom deflates the balls, and you guys are all complaining as if it matters. Yeah, mattered. Rogers even said that he likes his football overinflated. Oh, I'm pretty sure it was Steve Young says he likes it uh, deflated as heck. He said deflate the crap out of it. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so just every football, every quarterback is uh, is is just tainted now. Everyone who's ever deflated the ball in the history of football is def- is is tainted now. Like it's just as if deflating it changes anything okay but anyway that's all I'm gonna say about that <laughs> but I, I think I think Jones will play I think Jones will play better than two a to or I don't even know how to say his name simply
0: for two words Josh McDaniels that's the reason he'll play better but yeah we're gonna have a uh we're gonna have uh once again guys thanks for tuning in we appreciate y'all um absolutely Episode five. We are going to be back Wednesday night on a kickoff show. We're going to talk more football. We're going to give some prediction. Uh, we're going to give some season predictions. We're going to do um, some fantasy stuff, some sleeper stuff. Uh, all basically Beautiful. all football Wednesday night in in uh, in honor of the upcoming start to the NFL season. But that is the next time you will see me and JD live, and it'll be episode six. Yeah, sorry for the video, guys. But, yes, I'm
1: excited to break down all of the matchups uh, tomorrow or Wednesday. be very excited. Yeah,
0: we'll be talking all football Wednesday night for our kickoff show. But we are looking forward to seeing all of y'all in there. J.D., any final words? Bear down, baby. Bear down. Let's go. Let's go, Pats Nation. Let's go. Football right around the corner, guys. Once again, me and J.D., love y'all. We thank you guys for All of your incredible support of the podcast, of the channels, and uh, we will definitely look forward to seeing y'all Wednesday night. I will be back tomorrow as well on Tuesday for the Sox and the uh, Rays, I believe.
1: Hell yeah.
0: And that'll do it for us, though, guys. Let's go, Pats Nation, JD, and his bears bear down. Appreciate y'all, and we will catch y'all later. We are out of here, guys. Have a good one. We'll see See you back Wednesday night. Bear down, boys. We're out. Peace.